Um, I realised that you lot don't say it like we call them a gangs, and you say something coming with a P. So I think it's a different thing. Par 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 Paramilitaries. Par Para Military. Oh, paramilitary. That's what that sounds guns. strange, Jamie. Hi everyone. That was just a preview of what's coming up. As you can probably tell, we learned a lot. Welcome to our second podcast. My name is Ada and I'm your host. For this episode, Slough's young people represented by volunteers from Exarth met young people from Northern Ireland. We are Exarth. We are young people making a difference. We volunteer to make our community a better place. We deliver training in schools to give young people skills and to make our community a more safer and cohesive place. We interview older people to understand their journeys and increase understanding between our communities. We use rap and poetry to express ourselves and to bring together the community. We run youth cafes in the evenings to reach the younger generation. We lead sessions for our peers that will support them to have a better future. We run a group for young girls to inspire the next generation of young women. We give young people the opportunity to put forward their views to the people who impact their lives. We give our time to help people in the environment. We run football coaching and cohesion is our goal. We developed new ideas to tackle the problems our community faced. We believe in working together as one. 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 One of the most exciting developments to take place in recent years is our relationship with Northern Ireland. From time to time, groups from there visit us here at Exarth. We've even sent a group the other way to Northern Ireland. This time, our Northern Irish friends were from Long Tower Youth Club and Our Streets Project in Derry, London Derry. As part of the last group's visit, we decided to record a podcast. On the day itself, our guests from Northern Ireland and the young people from Exarth were divided into four groups. And these groups did a range of activities together, including a recorded conversation. Living in Slough, we're not too familiar with the tensions that have impacted so much on Northern Ireland, but it wasn't too long before we were given an introduction. Personally, I don't think there's a difference between anybody, but from where we come from, it's hard because of Catholics and Protestants. We're very close and it was two years ago there was riots that broke out and it lasted for a month and a half and it's just been a struggle ever since trying to meet up in different things. Like some people's like afraid to come to our community and all like the shootings and like all different stuff. It's just like bad example for their like tourists and like our people like Houston's come in. One of the things we were quite interested in was how Protestants and Catholics, both being white, could tell each other apart. This is what we learnt. They take up a pawn and we take up a pawn. What different brands do you have or it's like like football kits, then we would just sort of... So there's like Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, they would support Northern Ireland, we would support the Republic. Republic. Wow. That is very important. But you, get, you can get some Protestants that aren't like <coughs> as bad. Like they don't like be like, I, I like the Union Jack, like what do you like? Like we just like get people that's happy who they are, you don't care about religion. Do you, personally, do you think that like, religion is a massive factor in your lives? It's not a massive thing in my life because like, I don't care about religion. Like, I like be friends with everyone. Like, I don't, religion isn't a big thing in my life. Some of us took a while to catch on about 
which faith or community our visitors identified with. We were also keen to unpick some of the differences between Catholics and Protestants. Yeah. I have a question. Okay, okay. Are you guys Catholic or Protestant? Catholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like? Do you guys get on get along well with Protestants? Think of any powers and friends. Do you have Protestant friends? Our our and dad's no. the city side, water side, the water sides. More or less Protestant. What's the difference between Catholics and Protestants? Oh, it's like the Queen of the Middle. The Queen. No, they're more religious. No, Catholics believe that Mary was a virgin, Protestants don't. That's exactly. That's the main. That's the only difference within the Catholics and Protestants. But not. Not all yeah. Catholics obviously believe that because you have to be a practicing Catholic to believe it. And the same as Protestants, you have to be a practicing Protestant. They believe in it. So, like, a lot of the young people that we work with don't actually, just because they they, they identify as a Catholic, doesn't mean they believe in the religious side of it. It's just that having that identity of being a Catholic and the same as a Protestant, having that identity and that sense of belonging and their own community is is what they is what they identify as that's why that's only the main difference but. having a better understanding of the communities here we join a group talking about something we have never heard of before paramilitaries also slough's young people share their views about gangs and knife crime you have gangs what do you call them Sorry. What? Paramilitaries. Just, just explain, just explain that. They're the army. They're the army. Like, is it young people or so like? Well, it can range from like different ages. Like young people, so a lot of people everyone in Slough will know that a lot of a knife crime has increased it's like it's like boys carrying it for protection because it has become a right since 2011 but um it's it's just become now it's more of a like a oh i need it for protection and then it slips up and something grave happens and then like something really bad like we've had a lot of deaths lately like one in our parks and our local areas and it's affecting a lot of people but um it's, it's it's something you don't know what to say to but it's knife crime is really common but as you said in your like in your gang cultural i don't know how to pronounce the word i'm so sorry um they carry weapons but here people carry 
knives. knives and it's a follow-up from like like drug dealing and like yeah. gangs and they want to be known and have this reputation and the status that oh i have this and i know this person so if you mess up with that person i'll do this to you so it's, it is to the idea of trying to create fear but then it's always the wrong people who get affected and it, they, it's, just, it's just mad and it has led to quite a lot of this well, just on that note uh recently I, I know because we're reading the daily mail and a lot of the newspapers and stuff that's all you see popping up is lawful as london or blah blah it's always yeah so like even when we were coming over it was about like you know that even they are young people they'll probably not say it but they were saying like are we safe as a good are we you're, you know yeah you're safe but i'm sure a lot of like, people when they come to dairy and they, they hear of our backstory and what everything they, they feel like are we safe when we come to your our communities and all and it's the just that as you say the stereotype the maybe the i don't know what jason's funny at on any day not that long ago there was a girl shot dead just from a read up because i read because of riots. Mm. Mm. See, oh, now, Isla, see, now, that's something different because we nobody will come for you just because you're out and about. Like, okay, maybe once in a while it will be wrong place, wrong time, but mostly it will never be, it will be, I'm coming for you because you've done something. It will never be, because well, you're there, I'm reason. coming for you. Well, she, they didn't go after her. They went to shoot the police or something. Did she just the ball at her? Was, she, was, she was yeah, there. She was yeah. a news reporter. She was, a new, she was a news reporter over there. And she was out because of the riots. And she was actually my friend's auntie. So it sort of hit her hard. But it was literally just her standing in the wrong place. Do you ever so. have that whole thing about acid attacks as well? That was yeah, we did have yeah. a fight. <laughs> but now it's got much more sentencing. Set, sentencing. So I don't know if it... It still exists, but I feel like with the... So there's a lot of heightened tension within our communities between Catholics and Protestants. Yeah. We love an interface, so it's very... So like days that whenever... Um, like the, For example, the 12th of July or the 15th of August when the... Protestants go to march, the orange men will march and things that can bring a lot of tension to the to the communities. So often we have young people from our side and their side that'll go up to the interface and throw petrol bombs. That brings the police in, which then starts the whole riot. So that's where the the interface the tension comes from within the likes of ours in the summertime. Um, as far as the police goes then that's another issue in itself. A lot of our communities have a and these prior military groups have a lot uh, they don't like the police coming in, the police force in general, and the police coming into our communities, and they don't agree with anything about the police. So they're very anti-police and the police in our communities. They don't want the police and uh, police in our communities at all. So that's a big thing for where we're from. Um, and then that's why you would have a lot of rebellion and a lot of paramilitary attacks and coming out and they're very... So if police come in, they do house arrests or house searches. They look for drugs. They look for... We have a lot of hoax bombs, which means if, a, if there's a hoax bomb, the whole place gets evacuated, so there's destruction. People's left out of their homes. Children can't get to school. People can't get to work, and they be out for hours and hours and hours and hours. So the whole day is disrupted, which then leads to more anti-social behaviour, more anti-violence, um, and then the likes of paramilitaries. Then it was surprising how much their paramilitaries and our gangs had in common. Both cause fear. Both are high profile, both are in tension with the police, both use violence, but not at random and apart from the odd wrong time, wrong place, they're usually using violence in a very targeted way. We started talking about what time we have to be home by and ended up in a similar place with another group. Talking of like going out late, what's the latest like you would stay out? Right. Whatever time I want, just... Uh, like in summer, you get to do like one, two, 
Any unlock. Or just don't go by the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but like on weekdays, like school days, you'd be on around 12 or 11. Yeah. Like we would walk, like me and her, we would walk to the shop at like 12 o'clock. Like, not a fear. Like, just down the street. That's so cool. What, at night? I can't do that. Like, I'm not good at like, that. I can't do that. Like, we have no fear. Like, if I was, like, living here, like, where you are, we like, stabbing all, I'd have a biggest fear. Like, I would walk my own. Like, I could walk to the shop at 12 o'clock at night, my own. No mm. fear. But it's here, so cool. like here, I'd be terrified. Like I would, I wouldn't walk myself. I'd have some wear me. But that we were talking about this earlier, actually. Um, is this <coughs> that what you lot have read online about what's happening here? It it has created that fear. Like you lot have obviously read about the stabbings that have happened. No, I'm terrified. Like I am. I know. And but um, we were also talking about the riots, and like we we said, like me and Sana were saying that we'd be scared to come to Derry and like walk out on our own because of like the riots that have happened or stuff like that so it's sort of just the things that you hear like unless you like i yeah unless but we said the fact that what i said this is especially in slough nobody's gonna come after you unless you've done something that's the same as back where we are doing we've got paramilitaries and yeah people who are actually out Drug dealing, drug dealing and selling the young people doing like things they shouldn't be doing like burning cars Hijacking people's houses, stealing people, robbing shops. It was clear our friends from Northern Ireland were coming from a community far less diverse than Slough. Here's one of the youth workers from Northern Ireland explaining how different it is. We don't have different religions. Where we're from, we just have two Catholics and Protestants. And that's it. We wouldn't have a world of different. Like Muslim, um, definitely. Nobody, like, nobody, like, very rare, rare that you would see a Muslim or anybody else, and apart from white Irish. So, but the, the, their religions in Ireland is but different from you. They don't have a, a whole range of uh, religions. They just have the Catholics and the Protestants. Having far fewer black or Asian people in their community meant that they had loads of questions for us about our faiths and ethnicities, and in particular the hijab, and my afro hair and extensions. Whenever you're going to leave bed and all stuff. <laughs> oh no no, bed, shower, and at home you never catch me in my hijab. See like... Unless if my uncle's coming. Then see if you were like, they... She's saying this in general, but see if you were like coming a sleepover or something with any of your friends, like would you still wear it? Sleepover. Like girls are like in like your friend's house or something. Like, would you still wear it then? If if I stay at my friend's house and they have a brother or a dad that walks into the room, then definitely my hood would be up. That I'd wear a hoodie and put my hood up. So if if my head and my neck has to be covered at all times because in the Quran it says that um, when we cover up, the only person that can see our like normal face, like our hair, is our dad, our brother, and our dad's brother. They're like our direct only allow and obviously females any female can and see fe- any female can oh. see us for example if i was to take off my hijab right now and do my hair i'd have to ask all the boys in the room to leave but all of you but you lot can see oh. does that make sense and she has got hair underneath there yeah i'm not bored <laughs> just to let you lot all know i'm not bored yeah personally i really like wearing the scarf like as you said um without the hijab i feel naked yeah like it's just really uncomfortable but uh, the thing is, I chose to wear it myself because, yes. like, everyone else was wearing it and I just wanted to be, like, part of it. But as I've grown older, um, it's actually, like, it's connected, uh, like, it's like a connection between me and God because it's something, like, I'm respecting him
dressing ball still. So. Yeah. Mm. And so Sunday is important, you just want to take it off? No, not really, because I'm so used to it, like, mm. I, yeah. I don't take it off. So what about when it's summer? In the, in the heat, heat, in the sunshine? Does it be warm? Yeah, it's a bit warm, but um, I can manage. Yeah, yeah, in the heat, yeah? I don't. You will never catch me in a black hijab. I'm someone who wear black hijab all the time. <laughs> like, I just just today, I decided to wear a grey hijab, but I'd always be in a black hijab. And then in the summer, my mum's just like, no black hijabs, it has to be coloured. Like, that's the only time I wear Because wearing black, because it attracts heat. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't, it gets too hot. But then, it's part of, like, who you are in it. Do you start like, getting weird, like, saying, I'll swing my cup and the colour hair? Sorry. No. What? Do, um, do we find it weird, like, do you find it weird that they've got their hair out and makeup on? No, no, no I don't care, trust me. I'm this one, people. I've got so many friends who are like that. My friends come to me and be like, oh, does my face and my hair look... Like, some of my friends ask me, like, does my hair look okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fine, it's Gucci. <laughs> I get her to do my hair. Yeah. In lessons, we're sitting there just doing it on her. What's hair. your hair like? My hair is, um, it's it's like thick and black and long. I need to chop it off, but yeah. No. Yeah, do you let it grow? or? Yeah, you? I let it grow. It I, comes up to about here. Right? How, how would you get it cut? How do you get it cut? If you like, see, see if you were. Mum will cut it. No, I go get. I, I, I do go to the part like my hairdresser to get a cut, but she has to be a female, and there can't be males in the shop. So, yeah. Do you have to tailor that before you go? Oh no, I just. She usually, usually my my main hairdresser is like a girl's only hair. Mm. A lot of them in Slough have different kind of areas, don't they? So yeah. people that walk past wouldn't necessarily see you having your hair cut. They might yeah. just do it in a different part. And my uh, the windows of the hairdresser shop are like tinted, so no one can see. And usually she just covers it. But yeah. And a lot of you ask me about hair. And I, who was I it? It, it was you. <laughs> no, it's not all my real hair. It's That's called nice. extensions, thank you. And um, the reason I said no touching it, I'm so funny. Ask Sana. She does not. I, I don't know. I think it's just a culture thing. Ever since I was younger, I did not let anybody touch my hair. Like not even like now, not even my mum touches my hair. Like, like even if I tap her head, she'll like have a fit on me. So I like, like out of bounds. I can like st- I can like go the whole day without speaking to someone. Like I'm with her every day, and imagine just because I touched her head, she'll scream. I can go like the whole day, day without speaking to her. So I'm sorry if I scream at you. We also spoke with our guests about attitudes to health. It seems it's not just Slaz young people that aren't living their healthiest lives. We talked about mental health and how sadly suicide is a common occurrence. Um, what age like do people start smoking? Because I know we don't. No, well we don't. Like, I don't smoke. Twelve. Yeah, twelve. 12. Like I, I don't smoke. Eleven and twelve. Like, Osprey don't smoke, but it's like younger ones. Like if you went to like Derry, there's a main street called Fudge Street, and that's where like all young ones hang around, and they're all smoking, drinking. Drugs. Uh, Where do they get all this from? Yeah, how do they get? Like, their mom is nannies, so they don't care. Yeah, they probably just steal like, that. Aye. do you think um, suicide is like your biggest mental health problem? Uh, suicide. Possibly not, yeah. Uh, and is it always by jumping off this one bridge? They jump off uh, a bridge or either hanging themselves. Uh, like the bridges, that's the last one I have to do, is jumping that far. Because it can take up to six weeks for your family to find your body. 
It's the long. It's the longest. The shortest. Uh, it was tough to find someone's body. Six weeks. Six How weeks to find a body. Because like our, it's called the river fall, and it leads out to the Atlantic Ocean. So it just depends if it uh, you can come. The current. Uh, it's, like, it's crazy. You might not be able to find you, but you could. It just depends on your body if it comes up back up or not. On that topic, do you think that there is enough support available for people? There is. Youth work-wise, there is. Social work, there is. But it's just people that are scared and they're afraid to talk. That's why they're going to the bridges. That's why they're hanging themselves. Is it like usually young people? Like young, uh, school-age young people? Younger ones. So do you think like... Do you have in I know in some schools in Slough we have like peer mentors who are trained. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have that in our we school? Have do they trained. work? Uh, we have like school counsellors. Yeah. We've got um, careers advisors. You can talk to them about anything. And it's just. But you don't have young people trained to like talk to younger other people who are. Have no, we don't have younger like the same age, and that's something that should be happening yeah. because. Of what's happening now, I think people are afraid to talk to people that are older than them. Yeah. But they feel safer, mm-hmm. like sitting in a group to talk to them. Because like Northern Ireland between Derry and Belfast is the worst with mental health. Like, it's shocking. It's crazy. Why do you think people are so scared to talk out though? I think it's just because, just in case they're getting slagged, or just in case something happens and then word gets spread around yeah. about what they're feeling and how they feel. Um, I feel that not only for female but I feel that it's a big thing for male as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sort of hard to speak out and then think then that everybody's talking about you and you're just feeling. One of the clear things we had in common, young people from both groups, is how much we value youth work and the difference it makes to young people's lives. So, for the Northern Irish people, so, and this is also ex for us and Irish, but if your youth club didn't, didn't exist, what do you think would have happened? Oh. Oh. I think like more people get involved in issues of behaviour and there'll probably be more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the man at the towns, in the face of the drugs. Right, uh, so. Like, it's really bad. I think, like, I, I mean, in particular, I think young people feel more vulnerable to joining, or, as you say, getting into drugs, getting into, you know, they would, it would be a more probably easier be, choice. Probably yeah. be more of a risk of people getting sold into, like, the paramilitary groups as well, yeah. if they weren't for the youth clubs, because people would be out on the streets. Um, in response to Peter's question, um, if Ixod wasn't here, I don't think that, or other youth clubs, not just Ixod, I don't think that many people would have like the opportunity to learn about things like drugs and mental health and stuff and have to, like, yeah, that's very true. Not like, not like prevent them, but like work with them, kind of thing. That brings us to the end of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned from it. We learned so much from our guests from Derry. Most of the people you heard are roughly the same age and our realities are so different, yet we have so much in common. We hope the tensions ease for our friends in Northern Ireland and that everyone stays safe. Thanks for listening.